Welcome to episode 13 of season eight of the Simplify and Multiply show. And today I'm going to be talking with Samina Gupta. Now, Samina is going to be bringing some very worldly experience that touches on hospitality, staff, you know, creating experiences, and also how she works with her business clients and coaching them around building a team and all those great things. So let's go ahead and get started with Samina. If you are a solopreneur and want growing your business to be easier, welcome to the Simplify and Multiply show. Hosted by award-winning creative, business development expert, and tactical coach, Terry Pappy. The Simplify and Multiply show promises to become your practical, tactical, and motivational guide to succeeding as a solopreneur. Hey there, Solo. I'm Terry Pappy, and I created Simplify and Multiply to provide you a place where you can discover how to make your business more profitable. I'm going to do this by helping you remove the complexity from marketing and business development. So if that sounds good to you, listen in. Well, hello, Samina. Welcome to the Simplify and Multiply show. I am so happy to have my worldly guest with me today. How are you? Really well and absolutely in awe that I'm able to speak to you today. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, you're very welcome. Well, I was really excited about having you here because, as I mentioned you know, to my listener, uh, Samina and I had some, several conversations prior to this recording and um, I was super excited about bringing her on because of a very special aspect of her background, which is all around hospitality. And one of the things that we often forget when it comes to building our team or getting people to help us is how are our clients perceiving that? What is the client experience that we're having and creating? And how can we consistently sustain our brand and the experience we do want to create when we bring on other people. So that's just one of, of several reasons why I wanted to bring you on. But why don't we start, Samina, by you just kind of, you know, letting my listener know your little bit of your background and talk about this amazing hospitality project that you did. And then I want you to talk about the work you're doing today, because that's very pertinent too. Okay, brilliant. Thank you so much. Hey, everyone. Um, well, my business is in Indonesia. I'll make that clear first. And we, you know, my husband and I, we went traveling when I was in my late 20s, going on 30, having had um, 10 years in corporate London, working in the banks. And as we were on the road, we arrived in this beautiful, gorgeous desert island in Indonesia, um, seven kilometers circumference near Bali, and fell in love with this place. Mm. There's no motorized vehicles. It's, you know, absolutely postcard beautiful. Um, and there was this beautiful plot of land with the sunrise in front, right on the beachfront for sale at a very affordable price. You know, we were there with our pounds and we just went for it. So in a couple of weeks, we had acquired the property, done all the paperwork and decided to completely change our lifestyle. So that's how this wow. all started. Um, <laughs> yeah, the best decisions are made without too much thought, I feel. Yeah. And we were ready, obviously. So having been on the road for almost a year traveling, I feel like uh, we, you know, we had new mindset, we had new ideas for the lifestyle we wanted to live. And we didn't have children yet, so it was all a little bit easier. Um, 14 years later, I'm proud to say that we have multiple hospital businesses, you know, in hospitality. We, we've managed to build our business up into a very thriving um, resort with a dive shop and a spa and That's a couple awesome. of restaurants. So, 
Yeah, I'm very proud of it, but it's been hard work and it's literally one of those start with nothing type of mm-hmm. um, enterprises and has grown into something which I'm proud of and has almost 100 local staff as well as few foreign staff and just creates its own economy, which is one of the things that I love about having a business in a country like that. The actual impact that you have on people when you employ at fair wage, you invest in their training and you invest in their, you know, them having a decent lifestyle Mm. as well. So there is this ripple effect that comes from being that type of business owner. Yeah, it's it's one of our values in, in our business. Um, so, you know, love being in hospitality. Obviously, this last year, hospitality has taken a bit of a, of a punch and that has been difficult, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. However, we have all tried to keep our chin up and we've, we've worked very hard to rejig our business a little bit so that we're ready for the actual the people who plan to work and travel at the same time which seems to be the new um, hospitality market that's growing, especially in these countries that are slightly cheaper to live in. Um, And we, you know, we attract also retreats. So people who want to hold writing retreats or even sort of um, business retreats or anything like that, who want to balance a little bit of fun as well as, you know, getting some work done and and bonding as, as a group. Man, so, I'm, I'm ready to sign up now. I would love to go to a uh, writing retreat where you're at. Oh. Yeah, I, I saw you had a season on writing. That was so yep. fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. we actually have, we don't know if it will go ahead depending on travel restrictions, but we actually have a writing retreat booked for October already. So that's wow. super exciting. Yeah, it's Well, very nice. I, I hope, it, you know, it's just a matter of time. Yes, It's it not is. if, it's when. So, yeah. And we'll get there. And, you know, I think it's going to be really interesting because people are going to be coming back with a whole different mm-hmm. appreciation for travel, for, um, you know, for, for the way to meet with people. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think the so much we've we took for granted mm. um, and and that's a generalization I'm making of course but I, I I just notice it in my life and the people that are close to me and the comments they make about it and it's like it's really sharpened which Absolutely. is beautiful to see yeah I've had a lot of people reach out to me who have families actually and they want to go and live abroad for a few months you know they, they've all had this realization that teaching at home being at home, working at home, it's all doable now, which means they could do that from anywhere. Anywhere. I know. So uh, there's a it's little... funny because a lot of them are not really thinking that way. It's almost like they're waiting for the other shoe to drop, like, oh, well, now they have to go back to school, right? Mm. And it's it's interesting that there's a lot of unknowns that, that will be obviously revealed and, yeah. um, you know, opened up over the coming months, years, who knows how yeah. long. So. Well, that is fabulous. Now I want to hear about what you're doing these days now that you've gotten that huge success behind you. Thank you. Yeah, I actually about four years ago, I decided that, um, yes, it was great that I'd helped build this beautiful hospitality business with my, my husband and my it was a beautiful lifestyle choice as well. But I also felt this calling to do more. And I feel there's many of us. I turned 40 and I feel that that decades always do this to us. But I'm also a manifester in human design. I don't know if that means anything to you Mm -hmm. or your listeners. But we have ideas and we just need to execute on them. So suddenly I was like, I need to go out there and I need to help other women and coach, work with other women and coach them on starting their dream businesses if that's what they want or, or just living a different type of lifestyle if that's what they want. And that is basically the type of women that I work with um, to help them start or even scale their businesses, online businesses mostly, but even right real life 
businesses like off online. Um, most of them come to me when they are in good careers and they're doing well, but they're feeling completely unsatisfied and unfulfilled, or they really just want to live a different type of lifestyle, like traveling with their children while they're still earning some money and still feeling the satisfaction and the impact, but being able to have more freedom. So mm. that's that's the values that I speak to and that's the type of women that I work with. And I love that because so many of them um, come because they feel they have external needs like more time, more freedom, but actually we end up doing a lot of the internal work around knowing that they can actually do more and make choices and live the way that they want. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really empowering. So that's the, I love doing that work. Yeah, and our mutual friend Chris said just today, I was listening to him, and he talked about how people come to me and, and to you, obviously, with what they say is a business problem. But mm. it's not really a business problem. It's a personal or emotional problem mm -hmm. that's affecting their business. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a very sharp distinction around that because it's true. Yep. I mean, all of the issues I've struggled with in my business have all had a root in mindset or emotional um, pattern of thinking that yeah. I've had to change. And, uh, you know, no matter, it doesn't matter how many tactics you throw at it. It's not going to work. And this was like my biggest lesson in my business was, no, Terry, it's not a different marketing thing, or it's not YouTube this time, or it's not this. Yes, It's something completely different that's way close to home. Yeah. And, and I love that you're addressing that. And, and the best coaches are really able to to do that successfully. And, mm. and I think over time, we're all going to start seeing the value in in looking at it that way yeah. and not being so in action when it really needs to be inward action yeah. in the way we think and how we perceive ourselves and what we're really up to. Yeah, I so. love that inward action because you're right. I could, I could put, when women are in my program, in my mastermind, I could push to say, do this, do that, take action. But as soon as the mastermind's over, it stops. And, you know, then they don't have that accountability. They, right. they stop the momentum. However, if we do the internal work and that's where the, the change starts to happen and you really make those shifts, whether I'm there or not, you'll get the results. And that's they what I want. They have the map. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and, it's and that's, the tra that's the transformation. Mm -hmm. I agree. Is, is really that, that, uh, that point there. And we can't do it for ourselves. That's the thing that's like blowing my mind. Yeah, it's, you can't. It's like we don't see it the way a good coach or an advisor who has that, you know, objectivity and that ability mm. to call us on our stuff yeah. and, you know, push us in a direction that really makes us go, well, you know what, that that really never did work. So I don't know why I keep doing it. You know, <laughs> <Yeah. kind of> <laughs> well, I think you may have heard this, but we can't perform brain surgery on ourselves. Mm. So it's yep. that. And that's why, you it's know, true. I don't know about you, but I have a co I think you have a coach as well. So we both have coaches. Mm -hmm. Whichever level you're at, you have a coach who's then taking you get to that next level because you've got so f the, you've done the best you can with what you know and yeah. then what's next so well, I feel like I've gone down to the basement <laughs> I'm not going to the next floor I'm going it's like I go I go down a little bit then I come back up and then I go back down yeah <laughs> that's what but it feels you, like <laughs> you can say that because you've worked on yourself and you can be honest and you can be you know as they say vulnerable about that so you oh, I appreciate that yeah Thank you're not you hiding that. behind different layers and I love that that's and that is my that's my big push this year is to yeah? like what 
because nice. I've hidden most of my life and, you know, just been the, the person behind the curtain pulling all the levers and making yeah. everybody else look good. And now it's oh, time really? for me to step out and go, hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah, watching you this year then. Let's see what happens. That's right. So, like yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much just laying it all out there because you never know what you're experiencing isn't going to. Um, help somebody else like oh I'm not the only one yes. <laughs> who's feeling that way thank god you know in but fact, so many people are so used to being polished that they don't do that yeah that's such a beautiful thing to say because in fact a lot of women who come to me that one of the things they say to me you might hear this all the time as well is who wants to work with me you know it's already a flooded market everybody's already doing this and I always tell them no one's doing it the way you are no one's got the experiences you have and exactly. if you if you really do know what you're doing somebody needs you like you are someone's solution. So, Isn't that great? I mean, yeah. just to hear that from someone, like that's like when you take a stand for your client mm -hmm. and say, yeah, I believe in you, but I'm not just blowing hot air up your skirt, right? Mm. This is a real thing that you just need to... <laughs> freaking accept <laughs> yeah yeah I know that's the work though isn't it isn't that mm, just the truly. constant work that we always do and that's why I love this role of being a coach and also being in in groups where I'm being coached it's just that this constant like energy of growth and positivity and actually peeling back the layers and getting to the basis and you know, you asked me, you talked to me today earlier and said you're in hospitality. What does it mean to be in a service industry? Actually, if you look at it, coaching is also that sort of same sort of service type of industry where you're working with someone, you're trying to give them a good experience. That's all hospitality is. You know, someone mm -hmm. arrives, you want them to have the best experience with you and you, you figure out what it is that they need to have that experience and you, you work towards delivering that. And that's, that's how you have the best experience on holiday or when people stay with us, knowing what they need and giving them that and what they want, giving them that experience just takes them on that journey and they leave happy, which is what mm. I love. I love mm. hospitality. I don't know if you've ever worked in hospitality. but I have. I worked for Marriott for oh, six cool. years. Did you yeah. enjoy it? Oh, you stayed Very six much years? So. Yeah. Uh, what, yeah, for six years. And it could have been my like job for the rest of my life. That's oh, how much I love the company wow. and what, you know, they, they care so much for their mm -hmm. associates. They refer to their employees, their, their whole company as uh, associates. Oh, and they treated me great because mm -hmm. I, when I literally not to digress here, but the day I started working there, my husband had gone in for brain surgery oh like that week. And it was pretty serious. And he actually died. <gasps> and because oh he had grand mal seizures and he 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 his heart flatlined and stuff. And they brought him back. Hmm. They brought him back. But he was he was incapacitated from the seizures and everything that happened. So it took him a while to recover from that. And I'm literally starting that job. This is Gosh. back in 2000. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and they were incredible because literally mm -hmm. that whole six years was a, a very arduous journey for him in particular, obviously, mm -hmm. because of what he was going through with his cancer. But I had to work from home a lot of that time, mm. especially in the latter part, yeah. because he needed the care and they were amazing. They didn't Beautiful. riff me. They didn't do any, like, it was just yeah. incredible. And I will always say wonderful things about that company yeah. uh, because of lovely. Bill Marriott's philosophy about yeah. caring for his associates. Yeah. And that's beautiful. And I, 
you know, imagine working for someone and 20 years later still singing their praises. How lovely is that? Yes. And that, that is exactly the type of employer that I want to be. And, you know, my husband, we try and do that. And the other day, actually, it's funny that you say this because today I got a message from, we, we have not an income as a hospitality business. Well, a little bit, but not much. But we're still paying some of our staff as much as we can. And we have almost 100 staff. So we're doing our best with what we can. And one of them wrote us a message today and it was just such a, you know, it just, my heart was like, oh, this is why, this is why we show up for our team because it. it just means everything. Um, and we do value-based hiring. So if anyone's listening and they don't know what that is, is we believe that is if you employ people who have the same values as you, as, a, as people and as also as your business, you can learn the skills, but you can't necessarily learn those values. Like it, they're more ingrained. It takes years for you to get those. So Absolutely. we based, based, we hire based on values and we teach the skills. Um, we also really commit to, because it's a country which is very poor, we commit to paying fair wage and also educating our team so that they can grow and you know reap rewards of the growth and the training and everything else. Um, which is not done by many people in that industry yet. It's changing now because we realize the benefits. So these are the type of things that you can put in place, I feel, even as a solopreneur in a small business, is to do some value-based hiring and also with your clients. Like I speak very openly about my values in all of my content because I want clients who resonate with my values. So, you know, and I want them to know theirs. Like often that's some of the work we do together is like knowing what you really believe in and what makes you happy because then feel just life just feels a bit easier if you're living your life by your values. So um, I love being in hospitality. I love being in the service industry because there's just this general happy vibe, I feel, when you're in a place where people are always on holiday. Of course. Especially yes. on a beautiful island. Um, and I, I've always said living in places where people travel hours to get to and be on holiday it just feels happy, like it feels really light and easy. Yeah. Although running a business in those places can be very hard work, but yeah. it's, there's just this layer Way of Way to fun. pick probably the toughest area you could do that with your husband. So <laughs> yeah. I'm super impressed. That's why I wanted you to talk about that experience because yeah. it's like, what? Well, we had to work. We had to work at running a business together as a couple. Um, if there's anyone here running a business with their cup, their partner, they know what I mean. Yeah, uh, and yeah. it's it's great because what we did was we have this kind of formal business relationship which we maintain, and then we have our we've created those boundaries around the business relationship and then the the home relationship. And we mm -hmm. we took time to build that, but once we did it, we realized it was a game changer. Wow! Um, and that's something we do to this day where. We communicate in a certain way as business partners and communicate, obviously, and hopefully in a different way as, as partners with kids mm -hmm. and family. Um, yeah. So that was something that we learned and I we stick to right to this day. And I That's keep, really important. Yeah. yeah. That you figured that out. And, and it kind of parlays into, you know, a solopreneur building a team or getting mm. outsourced help. But I want to go back and touch on the values again. Can you share some of the values that... Just so uh, my listener has a little bit more context, what you okay. mean. Yep. So as a business, we have we have values, which are very, you know, they, they are understood by everybody. So for example, we very much are about community. So anyone who stays with us, we get them involved in community activity. So let's just say you're a guest of mine. We would invite you to beach cleans. We would invite you to drinks at the bar. We would include you in the community rather than just see you as an external guest. So one of our values is that. So everyone in the business also 
we all believe that we all have that feeling so within us as teams but also with our guests and anybody who stays with us gets that invitation to be part of the community and what i love about that let me jump in here samina real quick what i Mm -hmm. love about that is it's actionable Mm-hmm. So, so many people create these values or a credo or whatever, and it's very conceptual. It's very, you know, woo-woo or whatever. Mm. But the way you stated that, the way you framed that particular value around community was totally actionable. Yeah. Like it, it just action falls out of it. These are activities that we do to support this mm-hmm. value. And I think that that's so important when it comes to creating your values or expressing your values. So what's another one? Another one that we have is sustainability. So, you know, in terms of the environment, pretty much everything in our business has been thought about around the fact of the impact it has on the environment. Um, You know, we'd stopped selling plastic bottles almost seven years ago. We don't have plastic straws. We only have bamboo straws or glass straws. There's none of those little bitsy things at breakfast that just are plastic waste. It's all, you know, made on site, sustainable. In your rooms, you have bottles that are refilled. We give you free, free refills at the bar, like anything and everything we can think of. But wider than that with our team is we all do beach cleans as a business. You know, Wednesday afternoons, everyone stops work. There's a couple of people left on shift and everyone goes and cleans in the in the surrounding area. Mm. And we hold education workshops on how to be sustainable when you go back to your village. And, you know, we teach our staff as well, um, our customers, sorry, when you visit us, we have like brochures in your room talking about how you can help the environment. And while you're staying on this island, like you know, certain things you can do on the beach and things that you should buy and things that you shouldn't buy and things like that. So we believe in that so much that we want to educate, not just to not just have it as something we do, but something that we instill in everyone who has any interaction with us. And we attract cl- we attract customers because of that. Like the oh, people who absolutely. stay with us. The value alignment I, I see. But you know what I'm what I'm getting kind of confronted with in this conversation that we're having on this show is how you are two things from the people standpoint, your staff, how you are preparing them to be more successful in life. Mm -hmm. So what you're doing is you aren't just like teaching them skills that help them to get their job done and like have a nice day. You're actually helping them like build a, uh, the confidence and the, of course the skills, but their ability to bring more, uh, money in, mm-hmm. uh, have, uh, you know, just make better choices and just have more success in their life with their family and their and their community. Yeah. And then the other thing, what you were just sharing about uh, the education aspect of what you're doing, it's like you're doing the country a huge service by having that value in that you see the impact and you, you want it to be different. You yeah. want it to be a, a positive impact. And through education is exactly how you do it because, uh, you know, most of the time people just don't know. They they don't know what's really going on. And, um, you know, especially when you come from the West and you go – uh, it's it's completely different, you know. Yeah. It's it's a whole different world, and and I love, I just love. I could almost just have the show all about that. That's yeah. so cool that you're doing that. I'm like Thank a huge you. fan over here. Thank <laughs> you. You know, there's one thing that is one of my personal missions is to make a generational change, and mm. I don't just mean generational, you know, like with my kids. I mean like let's make a change so that things change forever. 
Yeah, mm. and this is one of the small ways is educating my team, my staff, and because they will pass that down to their families and it starts from having that ripple effect. Yeah. Maybe it will take a couple of generations, but it will be there. But also with my family, and this is why I love working with women, they're so influential when it comes to communities and their families, their children. If women feel like they're empowered, they can make decisions, they've worked on their beliefs, they will have a direct impact on their kids and the way that they bring them up, the way that they teach them things. I have two daughters. I know exactly how I've changed in the way that I speak to them and respond to them and my son because of the way that I've worked on myself. Right. I can see me breaking generational patterns in my wow. own family. Like having come from, uh, your, your listeners can't see, but I'm um, a Indian background. So there's a lot of cultural things that have come you know, baggage that I'm carrying yes. that I'm trying not to pass down to my my kids and then therefore breaking those patterns for the future. So that's kind of a personal mission. So bring that to any business that I'm doing, whether it's the coaching or the hospitality business or anything else, you know, just let's be that change. Like, let's just do that. And, well, and honey, we have you are that. living it. You're just you're not just you know, you are so walking the talk. Yeah, <laughs> I try. I really try. And in fact, I think that the, your walk can stand on its own because your actions are, are really demonstrating um, what your values are. And I appreciate you indulging me and my listener uh, into what that is. I think right there, those two speak volumes about who you are as a person, you and your husband, of course, your, your oh, values you. and what you're building. Yeah. And, and and that is who you are, and this is what the work you're doing today. So let's bring it back a little closer to um, the topic around, you know, getting help. Mm -hmm. So what I wanted to ask you specifically regarding the the women business owners, the mm -hmm. entrepreneurs that you're working with now, as in a in a mostly a coaching consulting yes. type of a capacity, because you have so much experience. I mean, there's practical things, business things, but there's also the you know, the emotional, the mindset, all, mm -hmm. the, all the softer, I, I keep saying soft, but I mean essential skills, Yes. you know, that yeah. we have that are that are qualitative and uh, hard to quantify. Yeah. But I'm they're good. the ones that are at the heart of everything. And mm. so when you have one of your clients who are uh, looking at, OK, we're growing, I'm getting busier, these things are happening, everything's moving the right direction. Oh, my gosh, I can't do this by myself mm. anymore. What are some of the things that you see them challenged with? as they get to that point in their business where they're like, I still want to keep growing, but I, I can't do it all. Terry will be right back with the rest of the show in just a moment. Are you feeling so burdened with busy work that you're not getting the important stuff done in your business? Well, as we're uncovering in this season, you don't have to do everything. As a coach once said to me, the thing must be done, but it doesn't have to be done by you. The great thing about making decisions about how you run your business is that you can choose what to do yourself and what to automate, outsource, or eliminate. But if you're not sure where to start, let's talk it through together. Book a call with me at pappychat.com, and I will help you clarify a plan on how you can get the help you need. That's P-A-P-P-Y-C-H-A-T.com. Let's get you focused on what gives you joy through expressing your 1,000% and offload the stuff you don't want to do so you can make more runway for your business to grow. Yeah, I love that question because we all face it. Number one, just admitting to yourself that it's okay. It is not weakness to ask for help. In fact, it's strength. So maybe your previous um, you know, people you've interviewed have said the same thing. But mm -hmm. I feel with women, we, there's this little bit of martyrdom that comes in, which is it's a sign of weakness. If I don't do all the things at home, 
and do all the things in my business, right? Like I can do it all. And it's that almost that failure and guilt as well. Like, right. you know, should, should I hire someone to cook the meals or should I be cooking all the meals? And mm. is it okay to pay someone a wage to sort of do my housework for me? Or should I also be able to do that as well? So because I work with women specifically, these are the things that come up for them, that real feeling of guilt and kind of failure if they're not able to do it all. Um, and the second thing that I find is that women don't actually know what to not do and delegate out. And I feel that's more, that can come from a place of not having ever done that before. Like yeah. We're not used to it, right? So not having asked for help before, not having had anyone to give the, the work to. And actually, I know the, that's been my challenge. Yeah, totally. And often the opposite, everything comes to us, like mm -hmm. everything comes back to us. So mm -hmm. really um, teaching, this is what I love to do is teach women that stay in your zone of genius and you'll get more done. You'll get better results. You'll be happier. Your self-care will thrive. Mm -hmm. All the things, that's okay. Like boundaries, I love teaching boundaries. I think that's like one of the things I love going deep on as well. Um, being more about who you are and how you want people to respond to you, not how people, like not the other way around. Right. Um, so yeah, this is that type of thing that comes up a lot. And, you know, it, it really is just about knowing the type of life you want to live, I think. Like, yes. Do you want to be busy 12 14 hours every single day or do you want to actually get results and if you're really we need to pay people to help you do that and that yeah, is okay and that's, I love that you said that because that's why I focus on creating lifestyle yeah so it's not just like here are all the mechanics you need to do in order to be successful blah 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 no it's like what kind of life do you want to have yeah. like it doesn't always have to be about achieving these giant revenue. It's like, when does mm -hmm. it end? You know, it becomes an addiction. It's like, I keep increasing my revenue, right? Yeah. So, well, with, with more revenue comes more complexity. And then it all of a sudden your lifestyle is kind of crap. <laughs> Absolutely. And I have to say this, and I, and I just do want to say this clearly, that when I started to hire the right people in my team, our business grew mm. because they were bringing in so much more energy and like different ideas and creativity that were not necessarily things that I or my husband were very good at. And even with my coaching, I've hired someone to, to help me with my graphic design work because that's not my thing and that actually drugs me down. Mm -hmm. um, so just, I feel that things just, just there's this like snowball effect, right? And there's right. more momentum and I'm sure your previous guests have said exactly the same thing um, where that energy just builds up and you end up, yeah, having a better lifestyle. You, and maybe more revenue and mm -hmm. more clients. All good things all come stuff. with it. And, and that is where that personal growth step comes in because mm. we're, we're the ones holding ourselves back from mm -hmm. that, you know, investing in the business and getting the help we need. And I like what you said about women seem to have a tendency to want to do it all, improve mm. things. And we're kind of used to doing it all, yeah. you know, especially if we got the family thing going on and um, it can be a real drain. Yeah. And until you decide, OK, here, my priorities have to shift a little bit. I have to, like you say, make boundaries and make different yeah. decisions uh, about the experience because then it becomes drudgery. Yeah. And that's when you hear all the people that have J-O-Bs <laughs> yeah. that are griping all the time about their their employment because they're in those situations, unfortunately. Yeah. And. But when we become a solopreneur and an entrepreneur, we kind of just take the same behaviors we did in the employment 
you yes. know, the corporate environment, and we bring them into how I know I did. Mm. I totally did. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And point. so those that that thinking that way mm. of being about every aspect. And you're right, a lot of the things around business, we never learned. Mm. We never were taught, we never had the experience of, of going through that before. And, and that's what I love about you and your husband have done the work, you have literally grown a business from zero. Yeah. And that experience has informed who you guys and how you show up and yeah. who you serve today. And I think that's beautiful. I really Thank do. Thank you. And also podcasts like this. Like, let's be honest, that's a lot of, you know, I know I love listening to, to different people in different walks of life talking about how they got there and, and what they did along the way, because we learn from other people's mistakes. That's just mm -hmm. the way it is. You know, it's, mm -hmm. that's why biographies are so amazing. That's why mm. these type of podcasts are amazing. So Thank you for your service, because I'm, I'm sure I'll be listening to every episode in this season. Oh, I hope and so. And, and I hope to have you back again, too, because this is just there's some other areas that I would love to poke around, mm. uh, given the work that you're doing now. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and, and just as a kind of a final uh, bookend to the conversation, I wanted mm -hmm. to circle back again. I'm just circling all over the place, aren't I? Cool. It's like there's so many different ways I want to poke at this topic with you yeah. because it, you're just so so delightful, my dear. Aww. And I, I really want to look at from the standpoint of since both of us were in hospitality, mm. we are both about the creating a, an amazing experience for mm -hmm. our clients and mm -hmm. visitors and guests. And however, we're referring to those people that are that are paying us to provide an experience for them. Mm. And when when a solopreneur or entrepreneur goes and starts bringing in people, and if those people are may or may not have direct or indirect access uh, to that particular client, um, what are some of the things that they can do to make sure that the, the experience that they're providing directly to that client is also sustained by whoever they bring in? into the business. Is that kind of tied to the value thing or is it something else? No, that is a really brilliant question because as a solopreneur, we become so much of our business that we find it hard to let go. And that can often be ego beyond yeah. anything else. So my my first suggestion would be is be really open to suggestions and ideas. Because if you have recruited someone, you've probably done the work to recruit the right person. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you are not just going to whether that's based on value based hiring, whether that's based on some sort of other criteria, maybe having them, so, you know, training under you for a while, whatever it is. But at some point you have to start trusting that person mm. to be able to so add. Yeah. And, and they are probably and this is where you have to put your ego aside a little bit. They're probably going to have great fresh ideas that maybe you didn't even think of or that add on extra layers on top of the awesome work that you've already done. But being ready to receive that, being very open to that, that's probably one of the things that I had to teach myself when I first started to recruit really good, a really good team was just to be ready to listen. Yeah. And they, rather than like go, nope, this is how I think it should be done, go away and do it. It was like, okay, let's explore that. How would that, how does that work? How will that work? Come up to some sort of idea, agree it, and then go execute um, and let them execute. If that's their mm. role, let them execute. You know, let I I like. Have you heard of servant leadership? Do yes. You know? Yeah, I I am a massive supporter of that approach, where you are there to actually allow your team to 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 do well, to to thrive. Mm. 
mm-hmm. right? They're not there to respond to what you want. They're there to thrive and you are there as a leader to support that process. So I don't know if you've read the book um, Buddha and the Badass by Vishen Lakhani. Uh, no, I haven't. Yeah. I've heard of that book, though. I have not. There's a lot in there that I love. Um, there, there's some. There's a lot of that that when I read his book, I was like, oh, God, we did that. So I didn't learn from the book, but it definitely validated it a lot. It validated, of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is always nice when someone writes a book and you're like, oh, good, I did that. I just figured it out somehow. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, stuff like that. So... I can yeah. really see how the trust component can be a, an issue because I know, um, and I don't know, I think it was just my insecurity way back when I was first bringing on help because, uh, mm. you know, I, I did so much creative work mm. in my business. I was running an agency, right? So, you know, I'd bring on designers and writers and so on. Yes. And, and I was I was very, um, I don't want to say confused, but I was very insecure about them doing the level of quality that I thought. Mm-hmm. that it needed to be. In fact, this, I think the second episode of this season, I talked specifically about um, what that was about. And that was a big growth thing for me to just like trust that, yeah, the client is going to love what they did. It doesn't all have to have your stuff mm-hmm. in there. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to. And you're right, that's so ego. But I think for me, it was more about insecurity. Mm-hmm. Like I felt that if someone went and did something and I gave it to my client and they didn't like it, then I would lose them as a client. So for yeah. me, it was more about in- insecurity mm-hmm. of, you know, damaging that relationship or having someone on my team not be able to perform at the level that I sold, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And so that that's years ago. I, I was in that place and, and it was tough. It was really tough because what I did, I made things, you know, I created assets and yeah. Design, I put my heart and soul and creativity into it. So I wanted to make sure and, and which is, by the way, totally subjective right yeah <laughs> yeah so it's not like you know <laughs> i know totally subjective which is the irony of the whole thing right yeah. but and my clients were always happy and i was just like i had to get over myself and just yeah. say all right terry cut the purse cut the apron strings that's it apron yes strings. <laughs> yeah it's, it's that whole thing about let it letting things go and that comes through in our in business it comes through in our life doesn't it it's like okay let it go how long how much can you hang on to something that you thought it should be and mm-hmm. just accept the way that it's actually becoming and yeah. really allowing yourself into that process and I mean, I would say, obviously, one of the main things is make sure you have a good hiring process or recruitment process so that you are, you've done the work to know that that's the team. Then yeah. after that, that's your own inner work to start letting things go and just really trusting. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Samina, yeah. this has been such a great conversation. Yeah, so, so fun. I love to, I'm trying to get back to a regular habit of asking these two questions at the end of my uh, conversation okay. with my guests. Let's do it. And so the first, <laughs> the first question is, what in your business mm. would you like to simplify? Which business? My coaching business or my hospitality? Pick one. Pick one. What would I like to simplify? Okay, good question. Oh, you know, I feel like I'm, I've been around so long that I, it's almost my first question. It's almost like, how do I make this easier? So I almost am mm-hmm. not in a situation where I'm left clinging on to stuff that is right. not simple. And that's only because I'm constantly asking myself that question. Um, I'm not shy to recruit people. I'm not shy to hire people. I see the benefits come back to me tenfold. 
whether yeah. it's so you've household. got strong confidence in that and that's fabulous that's yeah, fabulous you so need to ingrained. package that and sell that to solar <laughs> I, I teach the 80 20 rule I, I don't tell people to tattoo much on their forehead but I tell them to tattoo 80 20 rule on their forehead I'm like <laughs> live it like literally yep. yeah absolutely all right and then the second question is what in your business would you like to multiply oh what would I like to multiply I would love to multiply like I have amazing um I have a couple of amazing managers and you know I love them to bits and I I love what I do love them to do is pass on their skills to the rest of our team um so they kind of multiplying themselves but Mm -hmm. if I could if I could afford it I would multiply them you know like probably six more of them not because (laughs) they're not doing enough it's just that we have such big growth plans that we would need six more of them to to great problem to have yeah i'm not complaining when hospitality comes back which i know is going to be in the next you'll be ready months yeah exactly you will be ready samina it's been such a delight speaking with you and i'm going to have all kinds of wonderful contact information about you on the show notes page for my listener yes yes. and i wish you well and thank you so much for being here thank you for having me and thank you for listening everyone well that's it for this episode thank you for joining me you know being a solo can be incredibly rewarding when you have the right guidance resources and community to help drive your business vision The great news is that's exactly what you'll get with Simplify and Multiply. You've just listened to another episode of the Simplify and Multiply show with Terry Pappy. If you want to get free marketing and business development tips, templates, trainings, and more, head over to simplifyandmultiply.com and sign up. Learn how you can grow your business the easy way. That's simplifyandmultiply.com to join our growing community of amazing, talented solopreneurs out to simplify their business, multiply their income, and make a big impact in the solopreneur economy.